Hey, hey, y'all. Oh my gosh, it's raining. It's typhoon season here in China, and I live in the southeast part, right across the street from Hong Kong. Um, I'm stuck here in China for the foreseeable future, but that is okay. And um, you know, like it's been it's been a minute for this podcast, but I've been doing so many things and just trying to uh, keep my head above water and run a business and be a teacher and do all the things and plan for my life and all the things. Like it's just a lot. Also, America's doing the most, and you know, I have to keep up with the latest gossip and all of this, and then there was Cardi B, and then there was all the things, and I had opinions to share, and it was just great. So, we're back, and it's summertime, and it's the beginning of the new school year in about a month or so, and I've got some time, and so I'm going to be posting all kinds of podcast episodes that I've been planning for the last bit This one is from my personal archives, but not y'all's personal archives. Um, His name is Jeffrey White, and you can find him on the internet at Mr. Woke. Mr. M-R-W-H-O-K-E. And he is an elementary educator in New York. His accent is the coolest, and he also has a podcast. Now, we, we did record this one several months ago, and so in here um it says that or he says that he's planning to launch but he's already launched and he's doing a great job on his podcast so please 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 support him and his endeavors he is a personal trainer and a friend of god and so he um loves to combine all the things that he does um in excellence with his um spiritual beliefs and he's a personal trainer, um, and he focuses a lot on mental health, um, especially within the black and brown communities, which I absolutely love because I am a strong advocate for providing mental health services and support for folks that look like me because life is hard, y'all. Life is hard, and he does talk about that. So I welcome you to this episode and to our conversation. Um, At the end of the podcast, I will share with you guys how you can find me um, and also find our guest on the internet and support our work. Um, As usual, I'm always looking for podcast guests, and so if you are a black and brown or brown person who is doing great things in your corner of the world, please hit me up in the DM so that you can have a conversation with me and so we can put you out on the podcast airwaves. Also, yes, if you are not black and brown and you are of the Caucasian persuasion, fantastic. I'm so happy for you. And if you want to um, share how you are um, and or have how you are or are developing your um, anti-whiteness stances and are figuring out ways to dismantle whiteness within your circle of influence, I want to hear from you and converse with you also so that you can teach people who look like you how to change the world and make it a safe place for black and brown people. So I'm always looking for guests. Um, Also stay tuned because I have a couple t-shirts coming out soon and I have podcast episodes coming out soon and I have more opinions to come out soon. Lots of stuff. So follow me at at Melanated Stamps, M-E-L-A-N-A-T-E-D-S-T-A-M-P-S on Instagram and also on the Facebook. Um, And um, our guest is at Mr. Woke, W-H-O-K-E. And he is also on Instagram and the Twitter. And 
Um, yeah, I'm thinking that's about it. So, without further ado, here's our conversation. Bye, friends. That we're doing things to focus on God. So that's our day to focus on God. So we go to church on that day, and that day is just a day to focus purely on God. Wow. Excellent. Um, so... Talk to us about Queens. Are you, you're not from Queens, but you work in Queens. Is that correct? Yeah, I just, I, this is my, yeah, it hasn't been a year yet, but I've been working in Queens for five years. But um, Queens basically, the school that I live, the not I live around, the school that I work around, is a predominantly Asian community. So mm. the church, the church is more mixed because I where I work is is a church school. Mm-hmm. So there's church on the second floor, and then there's the school on the third floor. Mm. And the school is mixed, but it's still predominantly Asian, predominantly Filipino for the school and mm. for the church. Mm-hmm. And where I live is a mixed community. Like when I ride my bicycle to and from school, and when I um, come back from school, I see uh, a Pan African flag, which you know makes me happy. I'm, I'm happy to see that. Yeah. So yeah, it's so a mixed community where I, I, I live. Oh my gosh. The only thing I know, you know, I go to visit my cousin. Uh, they live in Brooklyn and his part, or his husband, and they live in Brooklyn. Um, and I've traveled and visited and walked a big chunk of like New York City. Because when I go, I never have any money, so I just walk everywhere. And it's, so yeah. I know New York, but I have oh, not been to. Awesome. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. But I yeah. have not been to Queens yet because it's just so far yeah. from Brooklyn. Um, yeah. And the only thing I know about Brooklyn. right, like, Brooklyn is Brooklyn is far. It's just a whole other like I'm just I'm just not going up there. But um, yeah. I do know like uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is like that's her domain. That's really and she brought a lot of light to to the Queens area. Um, but what she's, awesome. she's so she's so dope. So like, what is happening? Like, can you give us like the what does it feel like in Brooklyn? What does it look like in Brooklyn? Not Brooklyn, sorry, in Queens. Like, what does it smell like? Can in you give us like a yeah? So basically, I've only been living in Queens for uh, less than a year. So I, I, um, like when I moved to Queens, like a few months after there was COVID. <gasps> so oh no, and, um, and the, the thing about it, like I've been living in New York for my whole life, but I never really went out. I was a stay-at-home person. Mm-hmm. And then 2020, I made a whole list about what I'm going to be doing for to go out to different places during Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. So I, I made a list and I told my friends, you know, we're doing this for this is our plan for 2020, right? Yeah. And we had everything ready. We had a group ready. We were doing a bunch of stuff. And then COVID hit and it just destroyed all of that. And I guess yeah. right now I'm staying home again. So. <laughs> Oh, man. I've been watching about what happens, what's been happening, you know, with New York, and it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking. Yes. Yeah, so I don't really go out besides, for, for Queens, besides uh, my house and, and school. But riding your bike there, like, that's that's cool. It's oh, I love very... it. Yeah, it's, 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 I love it. It's, it's a great experience. Yeah. Wow. Well, like yeah. Exercise, it's just, it makes you more energized for the day. To begin the day, it's just, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Even in the snow, you ride your bike. Not in the snow. I ride in every other. Um, if it's raining, if it's freezing cold outside, everything besides the snow. The snow is dangerous, so everything mm-hmm. else besides snow. 
Ah, oh, so cool. Um, and you you talked a little bit about um, like fitness is your thing. So, what has your fitness journey been like? Because, like, I'm sure it did not just start with riding a bike. Oh yeah. So my fitness journey started kind of started in I've been on and off with my fitness journey. So it started in college. Um, I forgot what I was doing. But I guess I was, maybe I finished taking a shower or something like that. I just looked at myself. I was like, I don't like how I look. I was like skinny fat. So I like, I was in between and I was just like, uh, uh. so I just started working out. Right. And then I fell in love with just working on exercises. So then I started learning more about it, started researching it. And this been my, one of my passions is fitness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you say to people who are like, you know, they look at themselves in the mirror, like. I need to do better. So what advice do you give them for, like, going from I need to do better to actually trying to do a thing? Um, I, For people, I think, like, don't change for someone else. Change because you want to, to change yourself. Like, change because you don't, want, you don't like how you look or you want to change yourself. Don't change because someone else is saying something. If you want to change, you have to have patience because it doesn't happen overnight. Like, fitness, the fitness journey is a long and slow journey. Like there's these these um fitness uh, workouts or fitness uh, advertisements that tell you about six pack shortcuts or these other things that you can do quickly to lose weight. Like I lost you know forty pounds in two weeks. Like that's not that's not attainable. And that's not so you gotta. It's, it's a slow and slow and just long journey. You have to have patience, basically. Ooh. You have to have patience for the fitness journey because it's not going to happen quickly absolutely mm-hmm. and I think a good thing to do is to take pictures once wear yourself once a week and take pictures once a week because if you're looking at yourself you're not really going to see the changes but if you look at your the pictures over each week you'll see the changes mm-hmm. for sure oh yes you know uh, when I moved to China I was I was pretty chub chub and the culture here like people you walk everywhere you walk with millions and millions of people every day and um, yeah, I wasn't able to even to like handle walking to my, to the station to get on the train. Like that was hard for me. And I was like, man, and I was, I was tired of it. And so like, I spent my time over here. Like I, I basically moved to China to disappear and I did, and it was wonderful yeah. and totally needed. Um, and then I got my body together and I got my mind together, all the things. And it's been a really beautiful journey, but you're so right about the, it's it like it's it's not easy and there are not six easy steps in order to get the abs you got to put in the work it's a lot Mm -hmm. yes so for you like did you like are you like a gym rat do you do the yoga are you into bike riding like what is i do a lot i I do i love yoga because yoga is great for mental health as well i love going to the gym but i don't do that anymore i'm not sure when i'm gonna go back because of covid mm. but i just loved you know i love lifting weights just my favorite exercise was the deadlift and i got to 500 pounds which was my goal and i was very very happy about that but i don't uh, know when i'll be back in the gym 500 pounds is a lot like that's yeah congratulations no, that's my goal thank you wow how long did it take you to go like what was your beginning weight and then what no like your weight to lift and then your 500 pounds um, I did this. I did this program called Five by Five, 
where you start with the bar and then you keep going up. Mm. So the bar is the bar is forty five pounds, and but the bar is just nothing. Like lifting the bar is 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 is, is easy, but um that's you, you start from that and then you keep going um as the weeks progress, and then I got the five hundred pounds. I just kept trying just. I guess because it's my favorite exercise, that's why I got so much. Because yeah. I just love it so much, that's why I was able to accomplish um, the five hundred pounds. But yeah, it was it was, a, it was a amazing feeling to Ooh. finally accomplish five hundred pounds. How did you celebrate after you did it? Like, did you just like take a selfie or something, or eat pizza? I, I took a selfie. I posted a um a little funny post on Instagram, not Instagram, on uh, Facebook, Facebook, and yeah, I just you know I just. Just the, excitement, just the inner joy of you knowing that you accomplished something that you had a goal for. It's just mm-hmm. amazing feeling. Ah, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, yes. Um, so, with your fitness, you are also starting a podcast. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, talk to us about this. What is, what's the premise and what are, you, what are you hoping to achieve with this? Podcasts are fun. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you have a podcast. So, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, my goal was to, to, to launch a fitness business. So I was talking to my friend, right? We've been friends since kindergarten, all right? Mm. And I was asking him, you know, like, what can like what can I do to try to promote my fitness business, right? And he said I should launch, you know, a podcast and launch a YouTube channel, right? Mm-hmm. But the YouTube channel is on hold because right now I'm doing so many things, I don't have time to do the YouTube channel. But so... I said, okay, I'll do the podcast, but then I asked him, you know, do you want to be part of it? And he accepted, so I was very happy. So right now, it's um, I, me and him, we're both doing the podcast. So the podcast is called Advent Fit, and the podcast mm. is launching It's launching June 1st. We actually have a website. It's up right now. So it's adventfit.org, and it's A-D-V-E-N-T-F-I-T.org. Ah, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. So the podcast basically, um, like I'll, I'll read the tagline for you. Mm. So Advent Fit is a podcast that has a holistic approach to fitness, which includes physical, spiritual, and mental well-being. In each episode, we share productive ways to live a healthier and happier lifestyle. Unlike other podcasts in the space, Advent Fit gives you a comprehensive approach to fitness without the fluff for the everyday Christian. Oh my gosh, that sounds fantastic. Yes, I love it. Um, and best of luck, and I will definitely like put the website and all of the tags um, so that folks can find you directly, because that's important. Yes, congrats. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of work, though. Like, uh, you have a podcast, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know, it's just... It's a lot. I didn't know it was going to be this much work either. Yeah, it's so, a lot. Mm-hmm. teaching is like, ugh. <laughs> I mean, you, you do have a, a full career, and then you're doing a podcast on top of that. It's, it's a lot. Like, it'll make you yeah, tired. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, teaching is like two jobs already, and then the podcast is, oof, man, so. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. But you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us about, like, your entrepreneur side. Have you always been an entrepreneur or this is like your new thing because you're tired of being broke or like you have a good idea I, I mean as far as I can remember I've always been an entrepreneur I don't I, I'm pretty sure in college too I, know, I think in college I didn't know what I wanted to do I think maybe after I graduated 
That's when I had the entrepreneur mindset. So right now, entrepreneurship is one of my passions. Like building something gets me excited. Mm. So right now, I'm on the I'm on the journey right now. So it's tough, stressful, and time consuming. But it's just I just want to be my own boss and just create something for the world. It's just it, the journey is, is is amazing. Just being on the journey right now is, is awesome. Yeah. So that's been a passion for ever since I graduated from college. Wow. Um. Yeah, I'm an academic, so I don't know how to make money, but, like, I'm also tired of working. <laughs> so I'm like, does anybody have a better idea than what I'm doing right yeah. now? Because I'm tired. I, I never wanted to have a, a boss. But right now, since I became a teacher, like, if I could handle it, like, do my own projects and still teach, I think I would stick with teaching. Because mm. it was never my goal to, to have a boss and, and work for somebody else. But I, I, I enjoy teaching. It's a lot, but I enjoy it. So I think I might stick with it while I work on my other things as well. For sure. Yes. Um, so with your entrepreneur, like what, what are you going to try to like sell like a goods or service sort of thing or whatever floats your boat or yes. So the main thing that I'm trying to work on is having a fitness boot camp. I want to be a personal trainer and do it. I have a fitness boot camp. Mm-hmm. So just have a bunch of people, you know, in a, I guess right now, it's going to be over Zoom. I'm not doing it right now, but if this lasts any longer, I'm pretty sure it's going to be over soon. So it's going to be in the gym. So I want to have, like, a boot camp with a bunch of people, and we have different exercises, different programs in the gym. I want to have a boot camp, basically. A boot mm-hmm. camp, that's my main, my main goal for that I'm trying to build. Also, what I... What else I'm trying to do is I'm trying to do something with my aunt. So I have, so I've always been into, not always, but before I've been into eating right, before I was into eating right or exercising, I was into putting the right things on my body and in my hair. Like I never wanted like the uh, artificial or the different, the pink, you, you know about the pink, uh, the pink hair cream? Yes. Yeah, just like my mom used to, it's like, this is, I think it's 13 years ago. Like, when I was first starting my hair, she tried to put it in my hair. I was like, no, I don't want that. I want the, you know, the, the coconut oil, the olive oil. Like, who put the, the nonsense in my hair? So, mm-hmm. I created a concoction for, just for my body, right? Just for myself. And then my aunt, she saw it, and then she, she, she asked for some of it. So she started using it. And then somebody else asked for her, for some of it for her, for, for them. And then she used it on one of her patients like they had a bunch of rashes on their face and then she put it on their face and the, the rashes cured mm. and then the friend said you know you should start selling that right so she told me i was like oh okay because I, I made it intentionally just for me mm. but then you know they were like you know it's, it's a good product so i said okay so we'll, we'll, we'll think about that so right now we're on the journey of trying to make that that like we have the the product already, but we're trying to, you know, start the business and try to sell it. So the business is called, it's called Shea Wa. Mm. So it's a natural body cream with shea butter and other ingredients that will be mentioned uh, later. Of course. What does the name mean for you? The name? Yeah, Shea for Wa. The, for the product? Yeah, what is that? So, um, I, it's just a play on shea butter and just say what, so it's like mm. a little bit of humor. So, yeah. say what? Say what? Ah. And say what? Oh, say what? Uh, I love it. 
Oh, so cool. Talk to us about your hair journey because your hair is beautiful, I think. All I can see are your headphones, but I think. Uh, Do I see some locks? I think I see some locks. Oh, yes, I thought I saw them. Yes. So what's your hair journey been like for you? Um, So I started growing my hair about 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. So originally, um, when I started growing my hair, I was just tired of the same process of, you know, shape up, haircut, shape up, haircut. So I got shaped up every two weeks, and then I think I got a haircut every four weeks. So I got shape up, haircut, shape up, haircut, and I got tired of the same thing over and over again, right? So I was like, you know, I'm going to just grow my hair for maybe one to two years and then cut it off. You know, see people's reaction, like, oh, you cut your hair off? Because mm. I was, I was planning to keep it. And then after I started growing it, I started, I don't know, I just, I started doing things that I started falling in love with them. So I started falling in love with my hair. So I was like, I never wanted to have locks either. I was never interested in locks. And then after a while, I started researching locks, started looking up things to do with locks. I thought it was very one-dimensional. But there's a lot of things you can do with locks as well. So I started locks almost nine years ago. Mm. And I I can't see myself cutting my hair. It's just it's a part of me. So. Wow. What is it like to be a black man with locks right now? Like, do you get... Yes, what is this like? Do you have friends with locks? Or, like, do you have um, lock fan clubs? Like. <laughs> Do you give each other high I, fives when you see another one? Like, I've always wanted to know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, I see any black person usually just, you know, in a a non-black community, you, you have the nod, you know, the, the, the nod. Like, yes. Um, I have a small circle, so I don't have uh, many friends in my circle. Um, uh, my longest friend, he's half black, he's half uh, Filipino, but he looks mostly Filipino. And then I have uh, a friend from college. Uh, but she doesn't have locks, so I, I have a, oh yeah, another friend from college who had locks as well, but he cut them off, so, right mm. now I don't know anybody, oh yeah, I do know somebody with locks, but oh yeah, they cut them off as well, so everyone oh. that, that I know with locks, <laughs> cut, cut off their locks, so, oh. I don't, I don't plan on cutting off anytime soon, so. Wow. Every time I have to it, though, when I retwist it by myself, I always feel like cutting it off, I'm like, okay, it's time. But then, you know, after I finish, you know, I, I, I love them again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're beautiful. I'm, I'm contemplating, I'm getting ready to start mine, but, because my barber uh, is in Hong Kong, and I can't get out of out of China to go even get my hair cut in Hong Kong, yeah. so I've been growing it out, so it's almost, it's, it's almost there, we're working on it, but, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thinking about it, but I have a couple other finance goals to do first, and then that's going to be, like... Next season is going to be lock season, so I'm really excited. So, do you about. know what kind of locks you're going to get? Like, are you going to get the micro locks? There's they have sister locks, which are like, it's very, doing very too tiny. much. Mm-mm. Uh, I like your 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 length, I think. And for the people who can't yeah. see, they're like I don't know, like cell phone cord thick. I think I don't know, is that what they are? Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, some, yeah, cell phone cord or a little smaller than a pencil. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, you know, my city, it's it's not it's not clean. And so, like, I'm worried about, like, keeping locks and being in a place that's not, it's not super tidy. And so that part makes me a little nervous. Um, also, but, like, my hair grows here because it's just so hot and so humid. So 
I don't know. Do you have any advice for me with this? Because I'm nervous. I'm stressed out. Advice for keeping care of your locks? Yeah, and just like, or starting them, because you're the expert with the locks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm an expert. But, um, with starting them, like, you can't, you have to, it's also, it's, it's patience as well. Because my hair took, I think, at least a year for it to lock up. Mm, so if you're it all the time and, and, and you know, put your finger through it, it's not going to lock up because you're going to keep separating it. So basically, you know, when it's first starting out, don't mess with it too much. Um, but just, you know, as even when, you, when it locks up, just wet your hair every single day and then separate them. Make sure you, 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 you keep care of it mm-hmm. daily. So I spray my hair every single day, and then I separate them, and then I put it into the to the uh, ponytail. And sometimes I have locks down, which are much easier to take care of because you know you don't do anything with it. You just go to bed, you wake up, and it's the same style. <laughs> yes, I'm really excited about it because I don't know how to do my hair at all, and so I just kind of wing it. And so I think that it'll be a good a good lifestyle change for me for sure to look cool. Yeah, and, once mm-hmm. you twist it, like once it's twisted. You keep it that way, it's going to lock up after a while. So yeah. you don't have to have any special way to, to lock it. Just any twist or anything, it'll lock up after yeah, some time. I love it. That's so cool. Okay. Um, so when, let's see, what did you study in school? And, like, what was your transition from, like, school to work life to teaching so are those two things connected or are they not connected uh not really so when i was in college i was mostly confused (laughs) like us all it's not special (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. my my dad is a pastor and my mom is a teacher right so um and i went to i went to an adventist uh college as well Hmm. So when I was in school, my first year, I majored in religion, and I minored in uh, education, because I was just doing what my dad did and what my mom did, because I mm. didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then, um, it was time for the first day of student teaching, right? And then, so I did student teaching for the first day, and immediately, <laughs> I changed from education, like, I did not want to do this, like, this is not... This is not my life path. So as soon That's as I started teaching, I I, I changed my my major. Mm-hmm. So then I went to I went to psychology, which uh, if you're not getting your uh, masters or doctors in psychology, it's a waste of time. Yeah, you can do so, zero things. Mm-hmm. So right now I have a, a psychology major, which it's pointless. But I'm working on my um a masters for education right now. Are so, you? Um, yeah. So. What was, the, what was the topic again? I forgot what I was saying. Just like your transition between like college to where you are now. So it's really helpful to see um, the psychology is your thing, for sure. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so um, nearing the end of my college journey, my junior year, I started getting really into fitness. Hmm. So then I was already a, a psychology major. So I asked, um, what, what would it take for me to switch to uh, fitness? And they told me I had to do another four years. So I said, no, no, that does not make sense for me. Mm-hmm. So I stuck with I stuck with psychology, and I graduated with uh, a, a BS in psychology. Mm-hmm. And then and then after I did 
different jobs just to pay the bills. I worked at Coach, and then I worked at Four Winds Hospital, and then I worked, and now I have my job as a teacher, which I've been teaching for five years, and mm. I enjoy doing it. It's a lot of work, but I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Teaching's great. It's super, It's such a great field, especially if you like it and you're able to build a connection with your students. It's wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it makes you tired all the time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Congrats. Um, so I'd like to talk about mental health and there's two different ones, mental health and the religious community, mental health and the black community, mental health and fitness I know those are like three big intersections between like who you are as a person and mental health, but mm-hmm. uh, yes, like one, two, three, go. I don't know where to even start, but those are like those are the things that are that I hear that you you speaking about that I'd like to hear more about. Okay, so I feel like mental health in the black community. I think it's getting more traction now than it was before, but it's still like looked down upon to actually care for your mental health and to deal with your mental health. I hear this uh, this uh, phrase, you know, that black people don't go to therapy, they go to church. But, you know, you can, you can do both. You can do, go to church and you can go to therapy. Like, therapy is, is definitely important. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, I focus on my mental health. I do things da- daily to focus on my mental health. I have my, uh, my morning routine and my nightly routine, which focus on my mental health. And, I, and everything that, I think a lot of things that I do focus on my doubt, from exercising, uh, from yoga, from meditation, to even watching TV. Like, relaxation is not, it shouldn't be optional. It's a must for your for your health, like, mm-hmm. to, to have time for yourself and to relax. Mm. And in the church, uh, mental health in the church, it's not, I mean, I go to a black church as well, so, mm. you know, it's not talked about as much, but I feel like we're becoming more open and it's becoming more of a topic, which I, I'm appreciating. Mm-hmm. And you said education as well? Education and fitness, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, for education, I think it, it, it deals with um, your, you as a teacher if you want to focus on that or, or if you don't want to focus on that. Because a lot of people, um, I, not a lot of people, but I feel like we dismiss you know, students' bad behavior or or um, their performance in school to just, you know, just that's how they are. But it could, it's a lot to do with their mental health. So I always tell my students, you know, make sure you get enough sleep because if, if you don't get enough sleep, that can impact how you do in school, mm-hmm. impact your mood. It can, It's very, very important to get enough sleep because okay. if you don't, it's, it's, it's not good for you. Uh, but so each, each morning with the students, I have them... Oh, yeah, so in the church, basically. Like, meditation, it can be looked down upon. Like, people like people see things as, as uh, that's different, as evil. So, mm-hmm. like, in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, some people think they think yoga. Some Not everybody, but some people think yoga is evil. Some people think meditation is evil. So that's why I'm really careful with what I do in, in school because people have these weird views of... A mental health or, or, or things that are not, you know, uh, normal for them. So instead of meditation, I would do meditation with my kids, but I don't do that because I fear some parents might have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. So I do breathing with my, with my students. Mm-hmm. So every single morning, after
Africa, we have our, we have worship, we do breathing. So we do different breathings. Most of them that we do are four, seven, eight. So we breathe for, for four seconds, we hold our breath for seven seconds, then we breathe out for eight seconds. And even though it's not meditation, it's still, it can impact and help them for, you know, life and for the school day. Mm. I have so many follow-up questions. First one, uh, can you talk about where in, because I grew up in church. Um, that's one of my foundations. Um, can you talk about like where church folk got the idea that meditation, yoga are evil? And also since you yourself are a religious person, how are you flipping it so that it makes sense in your, um, religious mind and your upbringing so that you can, it's for you, it's a both and not an either or. I think it's basically uh, people fear what they don't what they don't understand. So if it's new or if it's what they're not used to, I guess automatically uh, deemed as evil. And I understand that yoga has you know um, there's a lot of religious uh, aspects in yoga, and they have the third eye, or they have some other things that they talk about in yoga. Mm-hmm. But there's also some other yoga that does not talk about those things, and you don't have to focus on those things. So even right. if it's a yoga program that I'm doing that talks about the third eye, I don't believe it, so it's, it's not affecting me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, so I, I remember I was doing yoga with the kids, and it had nothing with the third hour, nothing with anything like that. It was just different exercises that we're doing. We were doing, I think, uh, the cobra, the snake, the lying uh, spinal twist, and I think uh, easy pose. And then a parent um, texted me that they were furious. He said, you know, these are not Christian exercises. You know, I'm like, there is no, there's no Christian exercises. They're just exercises. Like, <laughs> like what is a, like, what is a Christian exercise? Like, do you, right. you know, you're jumping jacks while saying Jesus. Like, there's no, there's no Christian exercise. So. Absolutely. But, um, it was ingrained in her, you know, that it's evil. So I just, I let that go. But. Basically, in the church, I just tiptoe on things like yoga and meditation. So I'm, I don't see myself doing that again in Seven Adventists, in that school, you know, yoga, because that was a big problem. People were against it. Hmm. But I, it's just basically, it's, it's, it's new, it's foreign to them, so they see it as evil. Mm-hmm. And meditation as well. Oh, and, and what was funny, too, because the, that person they were into, they went to meditation Right, I said, but meditation has their has its roots, and um, it is is it Buddhism or is it? I think it's yes, Buddhism. Right, I told them meditation has its roots in Buddhism, but I forgot how they spun that around. That it's okay, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so people, I don't know. But yeah, meditation and yoga does not have to be religious; it can be secular. Yeah. So that's how I, I I view it, and it, it helps me a lot. If I didn't do meditation, like it would be my anxiety would be much worse than it is now. Like, uh, meditation helps me a whole lot. It can be boring, especially on the weekends. Like, on the weekends, I do not want to do it. But it it's impactful for my life, like, mm. beyond words. Yeah. What's your meditation practice like? Like, what does it look like for you on the daily? Uh, I do mindfulness meditation. <clears throat> so, a part of my uh, morning, I do a part of my morning routine. So, I wake up, I breathe, I pray, have a gratitude prayer, and then I have my devotion, and then I do meditation for 20 minutes. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So on, on, the, on, on the weekdays before school, like, 
the 20 minutes feel fine but like on the weekends like i just i don't want to do it like <laughs> i don't want to do it but I, I still stick to it and it, and it and it helps so wow how did you build your um morning routine and how did you build your evening routine and like how did you pick which activity to do when and where yeah how, how did this work all right, so for the morning routine, I always want to have, like, devotions in the morning and the, and the evening, and meditations as well. It helps me to start my day, and it helps me to wind down and end my day. So I put that in the in the morning and in the evening. And then I read in the evening. I don't do that in the morning because I don't have time. I'm rushing. Like, I don't have time to just sit down and start reading. So mm-hmm. I do that in the evening. So in the morning, for my morning routine, I have... Uh, I pray, I have devotion, I have meditation, and then I have, I work on my speech, like sometimes I can, I mumble, so I work on, you know, um, perfecting my speech and just speaking properly, and then I work on, what else do I work on? And then I have my exercises, where I just do core exercises in the morning, because doing uh, ab exercises or core exercises are the are done best before you eat or or have any food in your system. Mm. So I do that in the morning. And then after I finish that, then I'm on my way to ride to school. Uh, I love it. And then what about your evening? For my evening routine, I start that with, I have devotion. I read a, I read a book. I meditate as well. And then I end it with a short yoga session, like an evening wind-down yoga session. And then I go to sleep. I go to my bed. So I don't like to, I don't like to be in my bed besides uh, besides when I'm going to sleep. Because I, I feel like when you, if you're in your bed all the time, that can uh, hurt you from, from going to sleep. That means you just lay in your bed and you won't fall asleep immediately. Also, I try to stay away from devices at least one hour before hmm. I go to bed. Mm, those are such good ideas. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, um, I've been taught, you know, I have a therapist and so like, I would not have made it this far in life if it wasn't for her. God bless her. But, um, yeah. And I, I always forget to do my evening routine. Ideally it's like three minutes of meditation, three minutes of yoga. And then I write in my journal and then what else? What's my other one? I forget the other thing. And then I, and, but if I do it in that order, I go to sleep in like 35 seconds. Like I am, it's <laughs> yeah. wonderful. But if I don't do it and I rarely do, cause I always forget, like it takes me forever to go to sleep. And so, yes, absolutely. The routines at night are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a journal though, but I just, I keep forgetting. I just, but I want to stick to it. But yeah, I just keep forgetting about the journal thing. I I try. I really try. Yeah. But, you know, like, I, I, I was really feeling like uh, journaling yesterday, and uh, I couldn't find a pen. And I was like, well, it's not God's will. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> like, it was awful. <laughs> I looked for my pen for like 30 seconds. I was like, oh, I don't have one. So, yeah, it was rough, but it happens. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love it. Um, so, with your. How did you decide that mental health was going to be, like, your thing? Um, the thing that you like to tell people about um, that's so important for you? Because also, like, the black man stigma with mental health is also a thing right now, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, because um, I deal with anxiety, like my anxiety is 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 bad. So like it was much worse before. Like I felt like when I not I felt like when I went to a supermarket, I even had anxiety just going up to the the, the cash register, the cashier. So mm. it was just bad, and it was impacting you know my social life and my uh, business life. So. I had to focus on doing things to um, lessen and to be able to deal with it. So I started doing things like meditation, things like yoga, um, and uh, journaling sometimes when I remember. And I've seen how much of an impact it had on my life. Yeah. So that's why I want to share with, with others and especially with the, my students. Because mm-hmm. it affected me, so I wanted to share it with, ev- with other people. Oh, I love it. Yes, that's so cool. Okay. Um, I'm checking my notes just a minute. Okay, very cool. Um, okay, so these are the questions I always ask people at the end of my podcast. Um, okay. What are the books that you feel, or book, that you feel like everybody needs to read, um, or that you're currently reading right now that is really, it's like, it's the one? Or the two or the three. Okay. Yes. Um, well, I'm a, I'm an introvert, so I feel like all introverts, and I think not even if you're an introvert, I think like everybody should read A Quiet by Susan Cain. I think that's an excellent book. Yes. Like, oh, you read it? I saw her podcast, and it got my whole life together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's great. Because it's just, it's, it's amazing. I, I love that book. And, it, you know, it dispels the myths of, you know, of introverts and extroverts. Like, yes. introvert does not mean <clears throat> that you're shy or quiet. And extrovert does not mean that you're uh, you're uh, talkative or, or open. It just means that introvert means that you, you rejuvenate by spending time by yourself. Mm-hmm. And extrovert just means that you rejuvenate by spending time with others. Mm-hmm. So you can be a quiet extrovert, which would be, that would be tough. But I'm, I'm a quiet introvert, so... I'm a loud introvert. Yes. And so people think that, like, I love people all the time. And I was like, I love y'all because I spend all my time by myself. Yes. And also for me, um, I feel like it it literally feels, and I can see it in my head, like I'm at the top of a roller coaster, especially if I'm at a party or at a a thing with people in it. Um, And then I can, like, see myself cresting, and then I'm headed down into my introvert little cave. and And I can feel it. And I'm like, oh. It's time to go home because I don't need anybody to be around me whenever like I go down into my introvert because yeah. then I'm just not a nice person and because I start just getting really cranky and so I I leave as soon as I feel the roller coaster going down because it's too much and as long as I do that it's cool but also like being a teacher when you're around people and talking all day it's hard to be an introvert yes for me yeah but so after the school day you know that's when I just Go to my room and relax and just, you know, <laughs> I'm away from everybody. Absolutely. Being a teacher, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of interaction. So that's mm-hmm. like <laughs> interaction for the day. It is. It's tiring. Yes. Any other books or that's the one for you? Um, I would say a classic, of course, is Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. Mm-hmm. And then there's a book that I didn't finish reading yet, but the small part that I read is amazing. Uh, the New Jim Crow by Michelle oh. Alexander. Oh, yes. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Man, oh, man. Yes. 
Definitely. Those those are good lists. A plus. Very nice. Yes. Favorite music. What are you listening to right now? What's the song that gets you through? Um, well I listen to pretty much everything besides country music. I I don't like country music at all. But everything else I'm 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 a fan of. Um and I like Lecrae, the Christian rap artist. Um his song mm. that I've been listening to a lot is called uh, what's the song called? Oh, uh, is this Shake It Off? I forgot the song. Uh, I know the song, but I forgot the title of it. Oh, it's Set Me Free. That's what it's called. Set Ooh. Me Free is what it's called. Yes. Yeah, so basically they, they took the song by Mary Mary, which is Shackles, and they kind of uh, used the instrumental, and they remixed a little bit. And that's, that's I enjoy that song. Ooh. But I listen to pretty much everything. Excellent. I saw Lecrae right before I left for China, and I was like, you're really cool. That concert was really loud, and there were lots of high schoolers, and I was like, this is a lot. But he was cool. He was very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good choice. Um. Okay, so what is it like to be um, black where you are right now in black where you are right now also what is it like to be a black man or however you identify in 2021 okay so where i'm right now it's, it feels fine because my community is pretty diverse and when i ride back and forth from school i see uh you know uh pan african flag in my neighborhood so being black in my neighborhood is fine so being black in 2021 uh feels the same as every other year uh, besides uh, last year. So mm. last year is when it felt a little bit different, right? So when the um, George Floyd murder happened, mm. you know, a light bulb went out for the world, they were like, oh, racism exists. Mm. So I'm not sure why it was ignored like everything before, but it was oddly comforting to see people speak up about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, before, I always felt like those cartoons, you know, when they're trying to tell the person that beside them, behind them, to look behind them because there's something dancing or something, do something strange, right? And they turn around, and they're like, what? There's nothing. And then turn back around, like, wait, it's, it's there again, it's there again. And they don't see it, right? So that's how I, I, I felt like, you know, people, black people have always been gaslighted forever. And um, last year, I felt a little bit different because it took for a pandemic for people to notice. Hmm. So it felt good for people to speak up, but whether it's from the heart or not. But you know, after a while, it became like a, a trend. You know, like if you weren't speaking up, you know, you're just not cool. Or companies started putting out just um, obligatory "we support black people" posts. Hmm. But it's it still it, it felt it felt good to see it being noticed and recognized. Like all fifty states were protesting, and that was history. So. Mm-hmm. But still, people will continue to ignore racism, and they'll a uh, little slide if it doesn't if it doesn't uh, affect them or if it benefits their lives. Yeah. But it, that last year felt different. For sure, the Chinese people, for whatever reason, that was the story that they let through the firewall, and I was like, hmm, it was George Floyd. So I had a lot of Chinese kids coming up to me, and they're like, "Does the police do this to everybody?" Like why? Why I thought America was a good and safe country, and all these things, and I was like, oh, it depends, friends. Let's talk about it. You know, you know, it was, but they were devastated to see it. Devastated. Um, yeah. So, um, but you guys, we all got love last year, kind of. 
we all yeah, tried. It, like. it was it was it was different. Yeah, I was like surprised. Like, wow, like people are not ignoring it. Mm. Maybe some people still um, ignored it, but they're like those are the true. OG racist, but... Uh, OG racist, that's exactly what they are. <laughs> I love it, unfortunately. Whew. Goodness, absolutely. Um, Cool. What is your message for black people? What is your message for white people in 2021? Um, For black people, I think you should just prioritize your mental health. You know, like, don't ignore it. Uh, don't... Uh, yeah, basically just prioritize your mental health. Focus on your mental health. It's important. Uh, it shouldn't be taboo. You should be able to open to talk about it and to just work on it. Mm-hmm. So for black people to prioritize your mental health. Mm-hmm. And for uh, white people, I would say if you want to be an ally, uh, there's a lot that you can do. You can shut down racist comments, jokes, or microaggressions from your friends and family. Uh, you can support black businesses. and just, You can support small uh, black businesses. And if you want to take it a step further, you can try to intervene when you see police or other, you know, vigilante racists get out of hand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Good. Um, do you have any last minute things like, oh, my God, I totally forgot to say this. This part is really important and I really need to say it again um, before we end today. Um, I think I talked about my podcast, my uh, body cream. No, there's no last minute things I have to say. Okay. How can we find you? How can we support you? How can we hire you? How can we give you money? Yeah. Oh, but you to ask the, um, the, the soapbox question. You can ask that one. Oh, yes. What is your soapbox? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing that gets on your nerves you need to tell all the people about. Okay, so what I want to tell everyone is to break the conditioning. So, white supremacy shouldn't be viewed as normal. It's absurd, right? So, uh, the natural hair movement was great, but when you think about it, like, we've been conditioned so long that we have to accept, we have to have a movement to accept the hair that goes out of our heads, Mm. right? And then I hear so many people refer to the police murdering unarmed people as a few bad apples, right? That's, That's insane. Like, the police are literally doing the opposite of their job description, Hmm. Like, they're supposed to protect and serve, but yet they terrorize and kill. If just a few firemen started burning down houses, people wouldn't accept that. Um, they would lose their jobs, not be put on, on, on paid leave. Mm-hmm. So, it's not a few bad apples, it's a few good apples in the rest of the system, right? The police are backed by that system. And they're following their true job description, which is to protect and serve white supremacy. Mm-hmm. So my just my main just my soapbox of the world is to break the conditioning. Don't view white supremacy as normal. That's that's preaching. You get snaps from me. That was that was great. Okay. Absolutely. I think um I didn't realize uh you know, China does what China does. China's special. But, like, I was in the police station yesterday and there's like fifty thousand police people. There's just police people everywhere because there's, that's just how China works. And not a single gun. Everybody was fine. Most of them were bored. Like, they're just living their best. Like, it was bizarre. And, like, people aren't scared to go out. Like, I I go running sometimes um, at, like, 1 a.m. at, you know, just middle of the night. And I'm perfectly fine. Um, and it's, I didn't realize, you know, just how much stress I was under just with not being around police from America. Um mm-hmm. 
because it is a deeply racist system. Oh my goodness. If you have the opportunity, there is a podcast called Beyond the Bastards, I feel. And the guy, Propaganda, the rapper, the Christian rapper, he's on it with another historian. It's phenomenal. So if you have a chance, everybody needs to listen to it. I was recommended to it. It's great. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'll put it in the show notes too. Beyond, I think it's called Beyond the Behind, Behind the Bastards. One of them, I forget. But yes, um, yeah, policing. It needs. And we need to do better. We need to do better. Yes. Okay. How can we find you? Hire you? Support you? Give you money for what you're doing? What initiatives are you working on? Yes, all the things. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Mr. Woke, and that's uh, W-H-O-K-E. And just to support me, I'm also on Cash App as the same the same name, uh, Mr. Woke. Uh, right now, I'm not my business. I'm working on my business, so then haven't launched yet. But uh, you can find uh, my podcast right to sign up for my email list for the podcast on AdventFit.com. Not dot com dot org. Mm-hmm. But everything else on at Mr. Woke. So Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Woke. W-H-O-K-E. Yay! Thank you so much for joining me and sharing your story and your journey with us on Melanated Stamps. I wish you all the best with all the things. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yay! Okay, hang on. I'm going to stop the recording just a minute. Oh, yes. That was so fun. Thank you, dude. All right. Thank you. Yes. Um, so I'm going to need to send you a message within the next couple of weeks, and it'll say, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for meeting with me. You're great. And um, my, I will put the – I'll ask you for a few, like, five-ish pictures of you doing your thing, whatever that is, um, um, so that we have, like, a face to go with your your journey and your story um it be like action pictures it can be whatever it needs to be pictures of you like i don't want to see your room but like you know you doing something <laughs> course, yes yeah. um and so i'll ask you for some photos um if it's something real arbitrary like you can say okay this is me and i was playing legos with a kid or this is me and i was in a cool place this is where i was the city or whatever um also uh I will ask you for to spell out all of the websites and things so I can just copy and paste it because sometimes it gets to be complicated. Um, and then I will tag you, once I post the episode, I'll tag you on all the things and I'll put it on my Facebook page, on my podcast website, and then also on my Instagram. And then I'd appreciate it if you share with people that about my work and then I'll share about your work as well. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, thank you. I'll share the post. I'll share your post. Yes, absolutely. And also, if you know of other folks that you feel like would like to have a little spotlight, have a conversation about their journey, absolutely send them my way. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, best of luck to you with all the things. Um, reach out if you need me or for something, or if you want to. You mean you can't come over here because of COVID? But like, if you're ever bored <laughs> and you want a trip. Yes, I'm I'm stuck over here in China. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. See you later. Have a good night. Nice to see you. you too. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.
Thank you so much for joining us for this conversation with Jeffrey. Um, I really am so grateful that he shared his time, his expertise, his heart with us on the podcast, Airwaves. Um, I do this podcast so that you can find and hear about regular folks who are changing the world in their corner of the universe. Um, Because I feel like people are doing such incredible things and they don't get recognition. So this is just my way of giving recognition to people. Please, please support Jeffrey White in um, New York as he is an educator and personal trainer. Also, um, his spiritual beliefs and I loved how he incorporates that into what he is doing. Um, And then also with his podcast, it is called Advent Fit. And I will be putting that on the show notes that you can find it. Um, If you're interested in following my work, supporting my work, you can find me at Instagram, which is at Melanated Stamps, M-E-L-A-N-A-T-E-D-S-T-A-M-P-S. And I'm on Instagram, also MelanatedStamps.com. Um, and also this podcast, I have so many amazing guests that are, um, up and coming. And I've also, um, interviewed and con conversated. I know it's not a real word, but it is for me. Um, conversated with amazing people in the past as well. So check out the older episodes because there are some serious gems. Um, yes. So as we close today, um, Follow us on the Instagram. Share this podcast with people that you know um, on your social media pages. Um, if you're wanting to converse with me on the podcast, please, please hit me up in the DM so we can schedule a time. Um, and yeah, do great things. Change the world. Um, stay safe. Uplift your own emotional well-being. Um be a little bit selfish because life is hard and people are always taking and grabbing. Learn to say no, y'all. I'm learn like I'm learning how to do that in therapy right now. Say no. No is a which what did my therapist say? No is a complete sentence. And I was like, you know what? You're right. No. You should practice as well. Alright, friends. So, um, until next time, y'all. Be safe. Enjoy. Bye bye.